Good afternoon and welcome to Between Two Femmes. I'm Mabali Moloi. And I'm Astasia Karras. How are you, beautiful? You look stunning today. Thank you. Um, let's just describe what you're wearing. <laughs> it's um, This is actually, this was launched at Fashion Week. Oh, um, of course, and you already have it. <laughs> you are like the creme de la creme, hey? Yeah, well. You get everything and you get it like the day after the event. <laughs> it was so much fun, though, I have to say, Fashion Week. Yeah, tell Because, us. Um, well, we did a live uh, broadcast with Ari. Yes. And that was uh, super fun. We got to pull people over and, you know, question them. Mm-hmm. Were they wearing sports lucks? And then they had to, uh, you know, is this a accept thi- that they were in fact wearing sports slacks. Is it, <laughs> is it some kind of sin if you show up at an event like Fashion Week, but you show up looking like, like you've just gone off your couch? <laughs> of course Sw- it's a sin. Sweat. It's a sin on a daily basis, my word, <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> oh man, what happened to dressing for comfort? I miss those days. <laughs> okay. Why be comfortable when you can be fly? Okay, so you did the um, the show with Arie and uh, and and his team. Yes, which was lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to you know, hang out in the buyers' lounge and drink lots of champagne. Oh well, that is a must. And I realised that that is what is missing from our own show. Um, champagne, champagne. Listen, I am not uh, going perhaps to. Perhaps we need a champagne sponsor. I am not going to. Shall we put the word out there? I'm not going to oppose this idea. I think that's fueled by bubbles. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, people might not uh, realize how difficult it is to, to just talk for an hour. And um, you get parched. And, you know, it helps exactly, to have things exactly. that you can knock back um, into your throat to somebody help. Somebody I know describes it like little butterflies on her tongue. And I'm like, ah. Oh. You're not a bad description. Surely we need butterflies on our tongue. Do you, do you drink a lot of champagne, though? Because I actually, it actually makes me feel a little bit ill, to Does be honest. I, I love champagne. It, it gives me an instant headache. <laughs> I'm just not sure you cut out for the champagne lifestyle. <laughs> if you're already like sort of, it sounds like you're allergic to it. <laughs> um, okay, so today, this afternoon, we are meant to be talking to the guys from Street Cred. Yes, which is the biggest sort of... Um, Street style festival happening this weekend. They assure us they're on their way. Yes, we, oh gosh, we're expecting them to get here. If they don't, oh well. It's starting to feel like last week. It's <laughs> happening this weekend. Does it happen for the whole weekend? Um, yes. Okay. Do we know whereabout it's happening? Does it happen just in Johannesburg or does yes, it yes, move around? Well, I, 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 that's what we have to ask them. Yeah. But, um, get, get to the bottom of it. But it's definitely, there are a whole lot of like amazing DJs that they've got lined up and really cool things. A whole, you know, show, I don't know, dance. <laughs> Marie Claire is popping up with, um, young designers. Uh, so you can see the fantastic work of people like Anne-Marie Honnebel. Oh, okay. And, uh, so if you, for example, if you want to go and exhibit your stuff, your, your wares, you, the, you can go to this, to this event and then people can come through and have a look at it. Is, is that the kind of setup it is? Exactly. Okay. You buy tickets, you can buy a ticket for the whole thing, but they'll tell us, they'll tell us all about street cred. All right, but what else? But, uh, what else is going on this weekend? I mean, it's going to be huge this weekend. There's the newly named, Handmade 
festival. It used to be food, wine, design. Handmade I festival. I think it's called Handmade. Hey. I have to actually Google it quickly. Food, wine, design is now renamed. Um, hand grown. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's try and Google Handmade Festival and see if anything pops up. Is that also happening this weekend? Yes. On top of, uh, there you go, Handmade. Yeah. Happening on top of Hyde Park. So you won't be able to like sort of park in Hyde Park, but it's opening tonight. And it truly is a delight, this place. I go there every year to eat these quite sublime stuffed um, flowers. Stuffed flowers? Yeah, I think these people come from… What do they stuff them with? They stuff them with, uh, I don't know, cheese. (laughs) They like (laughs) deep fry them. I'm not, I can't remember, but it is quite delightful. So these are obviously edible flowers. Yeah, I don't know that that's the right festival that you've. No, what's just popped up, up what's just <laughs> popped up here on my laptop is something in Spanish or, mm. or Portuguese. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, I'm going to open my laptop. Okay, but, but now, but tell me more about um, this so now. Food, wine, design, it's a delight. And so then it's, also it's, opening tonight is the secret pop-up bar. From Spia. I, and it's not that secret. It's opening in Jutta Street. I was just going to say, why must it be a secret? I mean, I don't know. That's what they call it. The secret. The, the secrets. Secrets. We like them. Okay. And what, when, I <laughs> and mean, sometimes we don't like them. <gasps> Can I tell you what happened to me yesterday? You must. You must. It was disgusting. <laughs> so I'm not sure that we should like sort no, of raise you, it on no, air. You have to now. It's too late. You can't oh. backtrack. Actually, and I've been meeting with Captain Stain this very morning to deal with it. Oh, really? Yes. Uh-oh. I got myself a sort of hideous stalker <gasps> yesterday. Oh, no. I acquired one. Started phoning in the morning from private number. Okay. And I made, obviously, the mistake of answering it. Initially, I thought it was a Skype call, and I couldn't hear it clearly. You know when the Skype makes a strange... um like a noise, buzz. a buzz. Yes. And um, then this fellow started suggesting certain things. I was like, oh, closed it immediately. Then he started texting, sending pictures of his um, tackle. Oh, no. I promise you, it was disgusting. And then WhatsApping me with pictures and videos, I might add. I went into decline. So this all started yesterday. 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 <laughs> so then what did you do? You got the police involved? Well, yeah. I went and met with um, Captain Stain of uh, the Rosebank Police this very morning. Yeah. What a lovely man the Captain is. What a what an awesome name to have if you're, you know? if you're Captain. Captain. Exactly. Stain. Captain Stain. I mean, it's almost as if you were made for the job. But... Um, so what did he say? Captain Stan said that this is a crimin injuria thing. And you know what is interesting is that instantly people don't feel like I, I understood this whole like sort of internalizing the abuse or internalizing, you know, violations of this nature. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought, is it my fault? Did I do something? Did I perhaps, you know, speak to somebody in a slightly flirtatious manner. But is this isn't somebody that you know. No. This is a I don't think stranger. I know it's somebody. But now they know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But it was like truly, truly appalling. And he said what happens is a lot of women just never um, report this sort of thing. Because you feel dirty. 
and compromised and like it's somehow your fault that you're receiving, you know, pictures with um, sexually explicit content. Then somebody told me that actually the penis shot, I'm sorry to mention that word, I've been trying to avoid it <laughs> the entire time, no, it's fine. is the new mixtape. What does that even so mean? If, what it means is like you posted on, on Facebook saying this oh, is what no. people do. They like no, no, send no. you pictures of their penis and you like to like encourage you. I was like, you know, there is a difference. But I thought we were over that after the whole um, Wienergate situation, that American politician who was found. I know. And here we are. I'm having my very own Wienergate. Who was found sending inappropriate oh. pictures to some young lady and was exposed for it in the media. I thought we were over that whole thing. I'm hunting this guy down though. Okay. He doesn't know what's happening, what's coming his way. But now he's Because I just actually will open a case. Well, the thing is, he's sending text messages, he's WhatsApping you. So there is a number. Different numbers, I might add. Oh, the Two slick, different numbers. The slick bastard. Both of which are not... Um, um, active today. So what did Captain Stain say in terms of Captain Stain? The, the problem with the stuff is that like you'll go and you'll open a criminal injury case, but the police are under, you know, are under a lot of duress chasing up other things. Right. Of more sort of dramatic nature that they are not likely to follow it up. And you should probably like appoint some kind of private investigator oh, no. to go find the dude. So is that what you're going to do? I think I might. Um, there is there is a TV show. This is all very <laughs> eerie because there's a TV show called Stalker that I was watching. And yes. it, it airs on a Wednesday night on uh, Mnet Edge. And it's exactly about this. It's about people who stalk other people. And I think it was in the first episode where this woman who is part of the special division within the police force... Um, was asked in a lecture room after giving an address by yes. so, by somebody. So have you ever worked with any famous people, you know, celebrities? Because everybody thinks that celebrities get stalked. And her response was, actually, the majority of people who get stalked are everyday people like you and me. Yes. And, you know, it, it's not this glamorized thing that they yeah. make it out to see. Let me tell you, there's nothing glamorous about I have post penis stress disorder <laughs> i was like what <laughs> you sent me that and like what were you hoping for but okay but it is a violation it's in your head i couldn't sleep last night i was like oh gross man and then you know i i didn't want to watch his video his dirty video oh. but um my friends Watched his dirty video. And what did they say? They were traumatized themselves. Really? Yeah, yeah. They needed to go for like mental cleansing. I was like, what is it? Like, it was practically full moon. Do you think they're like people like lose their minds, howl at the moon? But how I'm, is this like remotely, how does it cross your mind that this is what I'm going to do? I'm going to phone somebody and talk to them about my yeah. <laughs> tackle. I, and I, then I wonder if, if, if some stalkers just, do, if it's just a case of they're mentally unstable, because it's not normal to torment somebody else, either by harassing them with messages or but here's the sending point. them Actually, inappropriate stuff. You know, I like to have these conversations at the nail bar, Mubs, and everyone weighs in. Yeah. At the nail bar, there were, I'd say, eight women this morning. Four of them had stories of 
this nature mm, happening mm, to mm, them. Mm. One was like really disturbing. She had a picture of her daughter as her WhatsApp profile. And this guy was clearly like sort of gunning, thinking that he was chatting to her eight-year-old daughter. Oh, no. Another lady had uh, her 13-year-old niece. Now, I'm by no means in that age bracket. But her 13-year-old niece was receiving pictures of a dead man Mm -mm. going, this is what I'm going to do to you if you don't um, send me naked pictures of yourself. This is crazy stuff. This is crazy stuff. Yeah, you know what? I, I I'm have, wondering. I, I mean, that was like 50% of the people had a story to tell. Yeah. Um, I would be one of those 50%. <laughs> I remember the one Valentine's Day when we were still on 5 FM. And um, we came up with this brilliant idea for Leanne and I to go out on dates for Valentine's Day. But the idea was that Damon... Calvary was going to come with us. Yeah, he was going to be your maiden aunt. He was going to be the chaperone <laughs> exactly. slash protector slash bodyguard slash I will kick your ass if anything happens to these ladies. So all three of us go. But the process that we uh, used to pick our dates, Leanne and I, was these guys emailed us um, their pictures and their profiles mm-hmm. and then we called them up and then put them through some kind of competitive process and then afterwards we selected after my date, this guy went nuts, persisted, but things got, I mean, things got really ugly, weird very quickly. Yes. You know, he was telling me very bizarre stories about how he had a woman for every day of the week, except for a Saturday. Oh, and that's where I was to you fit were gonna in. slot in on Saturday. <laughs> well, look, at least you were going to get to go on like sort of dates and things. Saturday is date night, isn't I, it? Yes. I oh, was, I was lucky gonna, you. I was going to be the Saturday girl, the weekend special. Oh. And, um, yeah, he, he started telling me very disturbing stories about how he had suffered psychologically as a child and this and that. The only, saving grace in this example is that his correspondence came from his work email address. So the security people at work very quickly figured out where he worked, went to his place of work, and they said to him, you leave this woman alone. If you don't, next time I come here, I'm going straight to your boss. And that's it. And, and then I, just, him. I never heard from him again. But I mean, as you say, it's, it's scary how many women have these kinds of stories. Outrageous, actually. But I must say, I was like, do you think there, are there I was sitting at work and suddenly I'm receiving this like crazy stuff. Then I have it on my phone because obviously I needed to show it to Captain Stan. You know, I'm like thinking, do you, do you still have it on your phone? I can't show it to you. <laughs> You'll be disgusted. You'll never like it. will never leave your brain. I want to see. You want to see. It's, it's not like it will be anything that we haven't seen before. Trust me, it's not nice. It's not pretty. I'm just like, how is this meant to encourage anyone? Do you think there are a lot of... Yeah, I'll actually show you his whole WhatsApp message because, you know, I've had to keep it. Okay. In order to pursue this. Well, only if you want to share. I mean, I don't want to pressure you to do it because you were... (laughs) Look, he's sharing, but the point is, should everyone get to witness this crazy stuff? I don't know. I don't know. It's appalling. Do you think there are a lot of female stalkers? Because this is something that I wonder about. I'm sure there are. Scroll up. Scroll up. Okay. Don't play the video, whatever you do. Oh. Okay. So it it looks, well, it's a picture of the um, member. 
of the member with the testicles oh, and everything is is he completely waxed there is no hair here. there is no hair there is no hair oh my goodness okay all right i i just yeah, it's scary because you don't know how these people Ugh. get a hold of your number. Did he call you by your name? Does he know who you are? Mm, he did. I mean, I didn't give him enough time. It sounded, you know, I was confused. I was confused. It was terrible. Um, when this sort of thing happens to you. And I think that's really what they want. I mean, if they're like sort of yes, they want evil to, bastards, yeah. they do want to like invade or... Yeah, that's exactly base. it. Gosh, so this okay. is called... The handmade contemporary oh, yeah. okay, sorry. food so wine design fair. I'm leaving that. Okay, I'm so leaving that done, stalking situation. We're done with the. It, you know what? It was. It was a bit of therapy for you. I need to get you, it off you, my chest. You mentioned it. You know. No, I just need to get it off my phone. Yes. <laughs> you you mentioned it, and then I shared my experience with you, and now we're like connected in some very creepy, disgusting, being stalked way. So it's fine. Now we can move on. Okay. So the handmade festival, handmade, handmade contemporary. Food wine design fair. Uh, running that's from begin, that's opening today. tonight. Okay, for how long? Um, tonight is the sort of preview uh, opening. So I don't know. I think you, you need to have an invitation. Mm. Um, and running from Friday to Sunday on the rooftop. And there's such fun stuff happening. And this is all about uh, like that amazing, um, I mean, I'm looking here, maker. It's that amazing, cute gallery on um, Jan Smuts. Mm, th- she makes like a lot of furniture and um, represents Santu Mofoking and all of that. Okay. Um, and it says here that she's teamed up with Joburg-based designer Fanny Fanzel to produce a range of striking items. Ranging from maker, hand-bound journals, ceramics, summer scarves, to beautifully crafted furniture pieces, which retain the maker attention to detail. There's going to be lots of fun stuff. Huh? And I see the street cred people waving. Oh, that's fantastic. They're finally here. <laughs> um, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let them make their way into the studio. But lots of cool stuff, amazing food, amazing artisanal food. I think that's the idea with the handmade, that there's like, it all is handmade from all over the country. If you go and buy pieces from these types of events, do you pay extra money? Is it particularly expensive? I, I imagine this is like actually better for you because you get to meet the designers in situ, which is like amazing, mm. and and buy like sort of once-off items that have been designed specifically for the fair quite often. So I think it's like a really cool, delightful thing. And also the food. There's amazing food. And more, that's, you food, know I love food. The food and the wine. The food mm. and the wine. Um, this is, and the bubbles. Yes. Which but, will lubricate <laughs> this whole conversation. This is, you see what happens without the bubbles, then I start talking about the flippant stalkers. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> and all we want to do is keep it light. I know. But the butterfly is, effect. This is, uh, this is why summer is so much fun, um, in, you know, in this country because it's, it's the perfect weather for these, for these kinds of events. And it's no surprise that you've got festivals popping up all over the place. So let's go to a song and then we'll get these street cred people to join us. And then we'll be talking about street cred, which kicks off this weekend. We're going to find out all about it, what it's about, uh, what you can expect when you get there. And, um, yeah, so let's do it. Tell me something I need to know 
Two fans on cliffcentral.com with myself, Mabali Molloy, and Aswasia Karras. And uh, our guests have walked in. Yes. And they're slightly different, altered guests to the ones we were entirely expecting because, um, but still well, in what, part um, the same. Well, what were you expecting, Aswasia? I was expecting uh, <laughs> another person who'll be speaking at the conference, the New Creators Lab, which is part of Street Cred. But instead, we have the lovely Emma Stenstrom. 
Is that right? That's fine, yes. Skarnor, Falsterbro. That's all I can say. Uh, I can say towns from Sweden. <laughs> Swedish towns. And that is good because you are from Stockholm, the oh, School of okay. Economics. But first, we're going to speak to the fabulous Hardy. Hardy uh, McQueen. Aha. Good afternoon. Who is the sort the of guy. the guy? Just a guy. The guy. He doesn't. He's just a guy standing in front of two femmes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome, Hardy. I mean, Hardy. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. Everybody, just calm down. <laughs> Welcome, Hardy. So you are the founder of Streetcred, yes? I'm one of the founders of Streetcred. Okay. Um, it's a urban and street culture festival. Um, it celebrates youth. It celebrates creativity. And just creating an environment for street culture and urban culture to exist. And um, when did you start the festival? How long has it been running? Um, we started in 2010. Um, our first event was in Cape Town, and then we consequently moved it to Johannesburg. And over the last I like two that. Years, I really like it. What do you the this like movement it? of people coming from Cape Town to Joburg? Mm. The the a secret pop-up lady was saying to me this morning that yep. she's so delighted she wants to move to Joburg. Yeah, everybody, yeah. We, all, we all eventually end up in Johannesburg, it yeah. would seem. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Cape Town, but it's a bit of a seaside resort. So, uh, Don't be mean about Cape Town. No, I'm not mean. I'm, I'm from there and I enjoy it. I love yeah. it. But well, well, the thing about the coast is, you know, you think, oh, well, it's so beautiful and it's relaxing. And then when you think of Joburg, it's hustle, 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 work, yeah, work, work. Definitely. Pressure is also high in Joburg. Yeah. So it pushes you a lot more to achieve and to go after things. So now you've got like huge quantities of like fascinating people coming out. First, let's talk about the parties because we want to like distract our minds from some terrible yeah. incidents I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. Dancing lots is of an dancing. excellent way to yes, do that. No, lots of parties. Um, what we do with guests is really to find people that are doing things that are globally relevant and also to mix with our local audience and for our local audience to be able to talk to people from other places that are into the same things as them as well as just sharing ideas. You know, the world has become so small with the internet. It's, we all like basically the same things. We all read the same blogs. So it's really, it, having the human touch really makes it a lot better than just engaging via the internet. But hang on, when you say dancing, because I'm thinking, you know, no, somebody, some big party. Tell yeah, us about jive, the party. jive, I mean, jive, jive. Like the whole twerk thing. No, 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 no. no, no. no. So who, <laughs> which DJs have you got? No what twerk have you got on the, no twerks on the fem show. <laughs> okay. Yes, so this is a no twerk zone. <laughs> I don't know about you. But That's perfect in a yeah. way. So you, you obviously then have a lot of DJs who come in. Well, besides music, yeah, we have a lot. But it's also about local people as well. Yeah. So it's about mixing local artists with international artists and getting it. So what we're doing um, tomorrow night is our opening night. Um, so what happens is that when that's when all the brands open their booths. The exhibition part of Street Grade. And that's with a little party as well for people to dance and have a bit of fun. Um, and then Saturday is the big, big party. That's when it's we operate from 11 in the morning till 1 in the morning. And just tell people where this operation yes, this is. A, well. Yeah, this is happening in Constitution Hill in Bramfontein. How exciting So, is that? yeah, it's a beautiful space. It's also got a lot of relevance in terms of what happens at Constitution Hill. Yeah. Yeah, so that from, the, from that perspective, there's quite a bit going on. And then this year we've added a new element called New Creators Lab. Okay, tell us about that. New Creators Lab is really about advancing the discussion within creative industries 
and looking at how, as cultural practitioners, how we work with corporates, how we work with brands, and creating sort of sustainability and empowerment within that business. Because the creative industries is not really recognized at the level that it should be, but we're hoping that things like these initiatives, like the New Creators Lab, really pushes that forward, that discussion forward. So that's why Emma's here. So tell us, Emma <laughs> Stanstrom. Yes, yes. <laughs> Why I'm here. Yes. yes. Well, what I'm going to do. Well, your involvement with, with Street Cred this year. Is, yeah. is this the first time that you'll be involved? It is, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's not the first time I'm here, so I'm really happy to return to Joburg. Been here many times, actually. And uh, But I work with uh, artists and um, entrepreneurs, but in the creative industries. I've been working at an art school and a business school. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of gone between them and um, really teaching you know, how how to survive, how to thrive, how to make the best of it. And I think it's really important all, over, all over the world. Absolutely. So yeah. to actually channel that creativity yeah. into some kind of... Um, sustainable mm. business. Oh, I like uh-huh. sustainable. I was mm. just going to say money-making no, <laughs> operation. But, you know, I mean, that's really interesting. <laughs> I mean, some of them will definitely like, you know, surely go for the money and yeah. want to grow. And But I find a lot of the creators perhaps do not want to do that, but they still want to, you know, survive, survive and sustain and have, you know, perhaps employ some people do, especially like do what they're really good at doing. Yeah. And, and, and that's really good for all of us in society. So, so that's, if I can do that, but I've coming from a business school, I worked mostly with like big corporations, banks, kind of yeah. those kind of industries. But I also feel like it's, you know, though the skills that we have can help, in any kind of industry, but also the opposite way. Actually, I've been running courses where I mix circus artists with business students. Uh-huh. And the ones who really learn entrepreneurship, those are actually the, the business, business students. students from the circus artists. Because it's so much about, which they don't think about, it's so much about also passion, really wanting to do something, having some kind of purpose on what you're doing. So but, do but you take a trapeze artist <laughs> yeah, and and that person basically becomes a mentor because letting go, learning of skill. So many things. Yes. Yeah. It's so many, and trust, mm. you know, balance, what's balance really? Mm, mm. That is always moving, you know. You can learn a lot. Things like that, we really, like we've been working with the circus, especially with the and it's Clowns. contemporary circus. Clowns. Clowns. <laughs> making failure into success. You know, there are so many, but it's also like kind of, I think, Also turning sadness into humor. Yeah, that's, that's what clowns do. They always strike me as a bit sad. Yeah. You know, a lot of people seem to be afraid of clowns as well. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, horror movies. Yeah, they, they're almost depicted to be this evil force, force, which is so unfair to the clowns, really. So unfair. But, but not only so, because I was just to say that. Now we talked a lot about circus, but, you know, musicians or, you know, designers or, you know, they, uh, anything really you know, can be, I think, you know, there's a lot of potential there. And what is been one of the most interesting sort of cases you've uh, dealt with? (laughs) (laughs) Do I only have to pick one? Um, At least one. No, but I mean, they're all, I mean, they're, for example, I am working with corporate brands too. I've been working with a a, a Swedish vodka brand, for example, that works a lot with artists and they, they've been doing that since the 1980s. It really started with Andy Warhol Mm. knocking on the door asking, you know, what about if I do an ad for you? And I ask some of my artist friends Mm. to do that. 
And that was in the 80s. And then they've been working on them. Today, that strategy doesn't work. You can't really work with the big names. You really need to work with the street and the, the urban culture, mm. much more a community culture. So they really changed that strategy today to work more with where it's really happening, which is exactly what the festival is about. So that's like, so that's a perfect mix. And that's, that's my research. I do things like that for my research. Also to see the value for the companies, but of course, also for the artists. Mm. And that's really important and for everybody. Uh, and also because we, you know, we need to have funding for these things. And I mean, these are different ways to fund it. But then uh, tons of stuff. Like I've been, you know, I loved working in the art school for many years I, because, but some artists will use the skills like the kind of business entrepreneurship skills to survive and big, mm. build the business. But others will actually use it to kind of take another way of doing business, which is, I also think, really important. Not the least women. I would say a lot of women I've seen doing like, oh, we would, you know, we want to create something that actually works in a different way. So take those creative skills into how to build businesses too. In a way, and that's what's happening here at Cliff Central, um, is that there is a whole new way of thinking about... About consuming... Media. media. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it is fascinating. And it's like, it's really just a big experiment at the moment, which is very exciting, especially for us because we come from such traditional media paths. A broadcast media uh, backgrounds. And um, print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I still edit the magazine, Marie Claire. So that is like completely old school thinking, but we have to think in a whole yeah. new way. Yeah. In media industry, absolutely, and that's a big challenge, huh? And it's well, been a very interesting thing to watch how, for example, the traditional media has taken kind of things like street-style blogs and completely co-opted all that, uh, the way of doing that business and made it our own to the point where now those bloggers are almost becoming slightly obsolete mm. because the traditional media has already taken over. Mm. So what will be really interesting, interesting is to see what the next step is. Mm. Where where, and what are people going to do? Yeah. But I do think audio is important. Now we're getting into another discussion mm. perhaps, but audio is an important thing too, isn't it? It's like, actually, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, the importance of text pictures, da, da, da. but I also think audio, just like voices, because that's like where you can do m different things at the same time. And we've seen a huge number of podcasts coming up but uh, that's how you consume audio these days so. yes i mean with podcasts it's convenient because you know that if you weren't there to listen to it at six o'clock in the morning you can download it and listen to it in your own time and then it fits in with your lifestyle and your schedule so people are more open to that way of consuming mm. um the different the different media but hardly because you have a choice i think well, that's yes. actually very important it's people very want important. choice yeah absolutely Hardy, just to get back to the festival, because you mentioned um, exhibitors and exhibitions, and I wanted to get more into that, just what kinds of things one can expect to see at the festival. I imagine a lot of designers, you know. Yeah, with, with the I mean, you know, Streetcred can be seen as being a consumer trade show. Yeah. So in that regard, it has a sort of like a traditional exhibition where you have young brands, young designers who then present their brands, they present the new things from their brands, and we are consumer trade show in that we allow these brands to to retail to our audience. Mm -hmm. So various types. We've got um, from Cape Town, there's Tubop, there's Yo, there's Bass, there's all these young streetwear brands. There's from 
Durban, there's some streetwear brands and local Johannesburg brands. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Marie Claire selects <laughs> section is going to do with the designers. <laughs> Me too, I might add. Yes. Our Kelly Fung has taken charge there. Yeah. And so she has, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of the stuff coming into, I mean, ours is more of a display. I don't think we're going yeah. to be selling. Yeah, we just want to showcase the, the, the potential for design. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it's those kinds of brands. So it's a lot of fashion, but there's also little quirky things like people who are trying to start young, um, IT businesses or whatever, or they've got an app that they're trying to push because the most important thing is that a lot of these brands that we have don't have the opportunities to be with informal retail. So this is really a step where there's an audience that they can market themselves to. So it's a big marketing exercise for them, but it's also an opportunity. So from our side, what we do is we invite people from the industry. So whether it's journals or editors like Aspasia or a buyer from Edcon or somebody from Fushini Group to come and see these brands. Because you can just imagine if you're a young brand from Atridgeville, you know, the path you need to go to get to a buyer from one of these big retailers, could it's, it's very difficult. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible for as many people as possible to see a brand and to potentially either say, I like your brand, can I have it in my store? Or to say, where can I get more? And in that way, create economies of scale around these small brands. In terms of the admin that goes into setting up the festival, it sounds like it's quite a mammoth task. And then also with the traffic coming through, with different coming in, people coming in from different parts of the country. I mean, it's, it's quite a big project. Yeah, it's, it's definitely grown over the last five years. We really enjoy it. And it's, it's fun. You know, um, in South Africa, we have a lack of trade shows. So, and you know, the purpose of a trade show is really to bring industry together and for everybody to talk and to be together. So that's really one of the big parts that we enjoy is that, you know, streetwear is a young scene mm. in South Africa and Africa at large. Mm. So it's a great opportunity for, New collaborations to happen, people to meet each other for the first time, or I'm a fan of your brand and this is the first time I can actually meet you and I can, we can exchange ideas and those kinds of things. So it's about pushing the conversation around those things and creating opportunities for collaborative efforts. And that's why, you know, we've introduced this new creators lab is because we want the people to see themselves in a global context but also to understand that these are the little things we can do locally as entrepreneurs to build ourselves and to build sustainability. I mean, street cred itself is a entrepreneurial mm. business, so we take those lessons as well and grow with our audience. Hardy, when is the New Creators Lab happening? New Creators Lab is happening tomorrow on the 7th um, from 2 till 6. And how do people... Come and listen. They can buy tickets. Yeah, they can buy tickets off yeah, the street cred website. strcrd.com. There are tickets available. How much will the tickets be like for the. For this, it's a very young 200 Rand. <laughs> okay. A very young one. And how many people are speaking on the panels? Or um, how, does, how long? So we've got a couple of guests coming through. We've got some, a nice mixture of local and international speakers. So in total, there are about six speakers. But the kind of environment we want to create is really a sharing and lots of questions and answers. So it won't be a, it's not a lecture. Mm. It's a conversation. And for people to actually, for there to be real output. You know, it's easy to go to a event and listen to somebody talk for 20 minutes and then leave. Yeah. But where there's conversation, where there's an opportunity for questions and answers, there's then a real outcome. So it's a workshop. That's why it's a lab. 
That's why it's a lab. Yes, you know, in a lab, you must be working. You can't just be relaxing in a lab. <laughs> and in a Did lab, I have to come wearing white coats? <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> I was just going to say, the nice thing about it as well is in a lab, you also, you, you also get to create things. Yeah. But Emma, is this where you come in? You're going to be one of the speakers then yes. uh, uh, involved in the workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you give us an idea of what your talk will revolve around, basically? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'd perhaps not talk more of an interna- interaction, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, so, you know, I will give some kind of mini talks perhaps uh, I'll talk about collaborations a lot collaborations yeah. between arts and businesses yeah I'll talk a little bit about entrepreneurship like when we look at the kind of more cultural creative organizations what are typical for them how how can you deal with that yeah what are the challenges but I really want to invite the audience like what are their challenges so we can kind of work from their problems more than me telling everybody but i will give some examples of what we've done and you know examples of collaborations that worked really well most of all and but also working with their their challenges and opportunities a lot of creative people um don't necessarily have problems with ideas that come to them but it's just making that jump from the idea to then launching it as a business and starting it off as a business. This is this is a common problem. Very common problem. Yeah. Very common problem. Yeah. Yeah. And also like yeah, and then sometimes that, you know, needs some structuring like how to do it. You know, because the ideas we shouldn't change them and should it should build on their ideas, of yeah. course. And also how to communicate your ideas because I see a lot of young designers who have just actually no clue how to communicate what it is that they do, why they do it, and how to, to get their message out. Yeah. So you'd think, I mean, in a way, the world is your oyster. You could put your idea up on the Internet and everyone could see it. But if you don't know how to do it or communicate it properly, and yet you can see some examples where they're brilliant. They've just understood. Absolutely. But I, I see a lot of it. They'll send me like a sort of... I saw a company two weeks ago. They sent me this beautiful box. It was all done up in a ribbon. I was like, oh, it's a box with a ribbon. How very exciting. I hope it's champagne. It wasn't champagne. It was um, a necklace. So I was like, oh, is it a company making necklaces? Well, I couldn't tell you. I still can't tell you what this whole thing was about. There was the press release. It wasn't clear what they were doing. I couldn't understand why they'd sent it to me. I was like, this is terrible. They've spent a lot of money and they haven't worked out how to no, and that is something. express their message. <laughs> and I was, but thanks. Thanks for the necklace. That's lovely, but you know. Yeah. Well, that's something like I would work with that if I work in longer. Like I do like a 10-week course or five weeks mm. or you know, and then we'll work a lot with that kind of pitching, you know, really, and filming it. And like, if you do it live, you film it and you give feedback and you bring in people and, you know, you send packages perhaps, but you know, how does it work and what, what's really the result? So a lot about crafting those skills, I think. Heidi, I mean, you mentioned that the festival started in Cape Town and I'm sure the move to Joburg was strategic. In, in terms of growing the business of street cred, in the future, could we, I mean, do you see there being perhaps different legs in different parts yeah, of the country? for sure. Um, for 2015, we'll yeah. be extending, going back to Cape Town. Okay. Uh, we'll also be in Pretoria and in Durban and Joburg. Okay. So we'll be 
nationwide, and then from there we try and so everybody gets their street yeah, cred. Yes, no, everybody everybody <laughs> has their own own ideas and their own perception of street cred, but it's really for people to express themselves. Hence the word street cred. It's you know for us it's about a personal thing. But, so do um, people come dressed up? In the most outrageous outfits People have been preparing for months Their <laughs> clothes that they're going to wear this weekend But yeah, further than that We're also growing into the rest of the continent Oh, that's exciting Yes Okay Yes So you were saying you can buy a ticket for the whole weekend You can buy a ticket for the whole weekend On strcrd.com And how much website. is that? The ticket, um, Friday night The opening event is a private event But Saturday, it's open to the public At 50 Rand 50 Z-A-R which is five dollars. I mean, it's outrageous. I don't know how many cheap. naira that is, but it's <laughs> it's maybe three Swedish crowns. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's People who are interested in exhibiting, how how do they get a hold of you, and how do they? No, they go don't about get hold of that. me. They get hold of exhibit at streaker dot com. Okay. Obviously, we fool for this year, and but they need to keep us informed of what they're doing because. We also are quite happy to push new brands through our social media platforms to help them grow. And then as well as the New Creators Lab is a continual project. So the more local brands we have letting us know that they exist, the more people there are to bring into the fold and to give them access to the, the knowledge and the sharing and those kinds of things. Okay. That That's very exciting. Hardy McQueen and Emma Strenstrom. Oh my god. Tell it to us. Please just say it again, Emma. Strenstrom. Oh, that's good. Strenstrom. Strenstrom. Yes, that's good. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, too. Thank you so much for having us. Talk to us about Street Cred. We look forward to it this weekend. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys there. Can you just tell us again where it's happening, Hardy? Constitution Hill, Saturday, 8th November. STRCRD.com. Get your tickets off the website. And I believe Cliff Central is broadcasting live. This is true. Aria Kelman did at Fashion Week. Yes, Aria Kelman and his team will be at Street Cred. So, um, woohoo! He's like thumbs upping us from outside. I'm pretty sure they're (laughs) going to be able to get a hold of some very interesting people for interviews and such. And um, you'll be able to listen to um, what they got up to. From their podcast. Is that right, Ari? People can download the podcast after that and we'll, we'll keep you updated on how and where exactly you can find that. So it sounds like it's going to be very exciting. Thanks, guys, for coming in this morning. What afternoon. a fun weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Are you Thank going, Aspasia? I'm going everywhere this weekend. I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> if I thought Fashion Week was busy, now I've got Street Cred, I've got the Handmade Fair, I've got, uh, <laughs> hey? yeah. I've got the pop up. Secret wine bar. You know what? <laughs> it's summertime. You, we all need to be out there in the sun and just potting it up. I That's mean, a song we should close on. This is the best time to be doing it. So this is where we're going to leave it this afternoon. We'll be back next week Thursday right here <laughs> on Between Two Fems, clipcentral.com.